0: You're listening to Taxpayers Australia's News and Insights podcast, Tax Wrap.
1: Welcome, listeners, to Tax Wrap Podcast, episode 84. I'm Steve Burnham. I'm joined by Andy Nguyen. Hi, Andy. Hi, and Steve. Lisa Gregg again. Hello. Hey, Steve. The usual, the usual, the A team. Um,
2: the A, the part pa, four pa, A. Part <laughs> That's <laughs> what,
1: That's for another day. Um, well, we're here today to talk about the sharing economy, which I'm sure everyone's heard a little bit about or a lot about. Um, as you know, the sharing economy connects users or buyers with sellers or providers of, uh, of services or things through a facilitator like, a, well, we've got, we know all about Uber, we know about Airbnb, um, there's Airtasker, and there's a few of them. Um, but the people who provide the goods or services through any of these facilitators need to consider tax. Sometimes they just don't, I believe. Is that right? Andy and Lisa, that do not consider tax in yeah, some cases.
0: That's right, Steve, because it is the sharing economy and people kind of think, well, look, I'll just do it for a few weeks a year and... Get a few bucks. Get a few bucks and just pocket the money and, you know... Because it's tight.
2: sort of the moonlining jobs, isn't it? That's it is not it That's how it's is. been, you know, where you've usually been stuck in shelves or waitressing on the weekend or whatever. These The disruptive technologies and the sharing economies have sort of... Um, sort of come in to be like, you know, you actually a bit of pocket money. Yeah, you know?
1: yeah. Well, do people pocket the money and not even
0: consider tax? I suppose it must happen. Yeah, it, it does happen because, yeah. I mean, the difficulty is because you're using these, these platforms, the DATO can always request for that information. We were talking off air before how, you know, DATO does request information from eBay, for example, if you're oh, making yeah. a lot of sales online as part of its data matching program. So it's not too remote in the sense that, you know, if necessary, the ATO can contact the air taskers, the Ubers, which I think they've already yeah. done, and also you know the Airbnbs to say, well, look, you know, is, who are your customers, or, and um, what are they providing, so they can request all that information very easily. Yeah. And it's yep.
2: not always, Andy, it's not always sort of deliberate that people haven't included this money in, in their taxable income. I don't think I'll give people the benefit of the doubt in general. Because oh, yeah. when you think about the prefill that happens, whether it gets done by yourself with my tax or yep. um, you know, with by your tax agent through 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 the pothole or the portal as we call it. Um it it's Your salary and wages have to get lodged through Mm. there. So you get your group certificate or your payment summary, as it's now called. It's showing my age group certificate. (laughs) And that just sort of auto-populates. But these sort of things, when we're using the sharing economy, don't get auto-populated. So it's sort of relying on you keeping good records. And let's face it, having people really take – Keep good records.
1: So the ATO is kind of trusting people to keep an account of what they're earning and, and make and a note exactly of it? Right. That's exactly right. It's
2: a self-assessment tax system, Steve. So right. it's up to us, you know. So if, it, if it's a $20 gift from your mother, it's probably okay. But if it's a $20 um, from your next-door neighbour for mowing their lawns, you should really include it. <laughs> oh, right. And for
0: the man on the street, you know, sometimes tax is the last thing you do. It's so easy to sign up to these things as well. Like you just hop onto Airtasker, you put your details in and put your ad up and say, look, I can, you know... Uh, Install IKEA shelves and away you go. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. Oh. so sometimes that's, as Lisa pointed out, it's the last thing you actually. Well, that's consider. that is the thing,
1: isn't it? That air tasker, you can put together your IKEA flat pack into something that looks like a bit of
0: furniture. You, people do offer that service, don't they? Mm. I believe. Mm. That's right. I mean, yeah. last time I looked, you can even get somebody to pick up your KFC for you. So, <laughs> have <That's laughs> you thought about that, Andy? That's yeah. not good.
2: For, good for the pending marriage. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know whether this has anything to do with it, because at least the word taxi has the word tax in it. I mean. <laughs> Uber doesn't, um, and I suppose there's all sorts of people out there. I mean, look, my own family got an Uber recently that uh, this guy was on something. he They feared for their lives, and honestly, it was a. Uh, and they reported him, of course, because you can through the app. I mean, this is a, the benefit, the good thing about this app. You can, say, report people, or you know, there's a bit of exchange of information.
0: Um, that's, that's right, Steve. I mean, the thing, I think we were talking a bit about income tax before, but, you know, and typically if you do derive that sort of income, it you know, you forget to put in your tax return, and a lot of it is income that you assess, you know, for ordinary concepts. You know, yep. I provide a service, I get paid for it, it should be assessable. The other one that people often forget is, you know, the GST implications, whether it's necessary for you to, to register and or charge GST, and that's, you know, created a whole kettle of fish, particularly around Uber, because if you're an Uber driver, uh, typically for GST purposes, you know, you're required to register when you're in excess of seventy-five thousand. Or do you have to, Is that still the threshold? Because I know the taxi drivers have to register anyway. That's right. yes. Yeah. So if if you're a, if you're providing a taxi service, then you need to register from the first dollar that right. you make. Mm, so, so
2: Uber drivers have to be registered for GST now, okay. which is what it is. But what, the impact that could have is that if the uh, Uber driver is is one of these people that's embracing the share economy and they do they put up their uh, Kia flat packs, you know, hot oh, uh, air tasker, and yep. they mow Andy's lawn on the side, and you know they sell cupcakes at the local craft shop or yeah. or Trash and Treasure or whatever. Um, all that money then falls into the uh, GST. T-net. So you should be charging, uh, everything will be a taxable supply, even on second hand goods it could be even. Right. Um, and uh, Even
1: though you're only registered because say you're driving an Uber car. Correct. All these other jobs correct?
2: Then. Because right. you've registered in your own name as a sole trader. Okay. Therefore, so it picks everything uh, else up ABN. as well. Yeah, oh, That's, that's amazing.
0: amazing. I mean even if you weren't an Uber driver for example and you did a whole bunch of various uh, Sharing economy type activities, you're an air tasker you put your place up on Airbnb and collectively those things that exceed seventy five thousand mm. uh, with respect to your turnover you know you're also required to to register so just a few little tips there that the aTO has provided, which was which we found very, very Useful. No, and yeah. the
2: thing is, now the actually will find you, which is you know the scary thing. <laughs> I mean, they've got their own little Pokemon Go app, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but they, they can find find the text. Every, everything's there. It's um like AirTasker. I mean, we've been talking about this quite quite a lot in terms of the impact of putting a room on AirTasker or your house on AirTasker for main residence exemption oh, yeah, issues Airbnb, and things yeah. like that. I oh, oh, said, so yeah, did I say AirTasker? Sorry, Airbnb. I'm getting all what's my share economies with, done.
1: What's the story with that? If you if you have a prime residence. Yeah, so
0: if you have a main residence, for example, and you've put up a room um, for that, you lose a portion of that This lost to the main residence exemption. So you've got to pay tax on the portion when it comes time to sell your home Yep, on yeah. that portion that you use in deriving uh, Airbnb income. Right. So it is, it is something to, to think about. Like it's not necessarily the straight thing where you go, beauty, I make a little money on the side by you know, putting a, a room up yep. or yep. even the entire house, there are some considerations there affecting things like your main residence.
1: You, you were talking Andy, a little
0: bit before about um, parking spaces. What was it called? Um, yeah, Parkhound. Parkhound. Okay. Um, Parkhound's another one where, and that operates by way of, let's say you live in a, in a city suburb and you've got a parking spot downstairs that you don't use because, you know, everything's so close, so you might rent that out to somebody mm. who works in the city. So... In that particular case as well, if some of that space is being used, part of your main residence, that is being used to derive that income, I mean, you might lose some of that. Um well, I would imagine, say, so you get a suburban house with a
1: driveway, and say so you went out that driveway, that's of course part of your main residence. But when you're in a, an apartment and you get a parking space allocated to you in the basement, is that part of your main residence, that parking space? Yeah, you. That's it's a very part of your title. Part yeah. of your title, okay. Mm. And that's your main residence.
2: Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. What is? Yeah. It's quite interesting though when you start looking at the definition of main residence. And we shouldn't really go into it here, Andy, but oh, it's no, sort no. of it's the building that the lands on is your main residence. It's it's really weird part of the legislation.
0: Yeah. Okay. Because you might have, for example, and I'll just put a tip in there, you might have a, what they refer to as adjacent land. So you might own a farm and you might buy another block across the road. Yep. And that, that block could potentially form part of your main residence as well. So it's just a tip for Where? people out there. Anyway, we're moving away from the sharing economy. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we, just, we always
2: tend to just ramble yeah. on, don't we, with these sort of things, Steve? Yeah. So has it become
1: a big issue for the ATO, the, this sharing tax, et cetera?
0: It, it is, because it's something that it's trying to come to grips with very quickly. Yeah. It's It's just popped out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And the good news is that, to some extent, the tax law already caters for that. So we go back to our general concepts mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. terms six, five, of... 6581. 6581. Mm-hmm. the the law caters for that beautifully. Um, sometimes the law doesn't quite anticipate these sorts of changes. The GST one with you know the taxi services was one that you know got a lot of um, got a lot of um, media attention. But yep. it is one of those sorts of things that I think the tax law at the moment adequately. Um, okay works with respect to these arrangements yeah Yeah,
2: because with the uber drivers it was a the taxi um license of being having to register for gst from um one cent i mean that's that's a carve out of of the typical rules if we can say that isn't it andy that's
1: right yeah i I suppose the thing with with these apps like i'm sorry we keep talking about uber but i'm just thinking about at least that's tracked i mean someone books a trip It's all recorded somewhere, unlike, say, you call a plumber and he comes around and he says, oh, you know, let's forget GST, you should not take 10% off the price. I mean, the cash economy um, still operates, of course, but this perhaps, do you think, uh, as tax experts, does sharing economy services like Uber... um, Negate that a little bit and
2: yeah, cut into the cash economy. I think the a difference bit. is, Steve, is that I think that with the sharing economy, as I said, they're sort of moonlighting, so they've already got their salary and wages, so they're already employed. They get yep. their group certificate, so um, this sharing economy could just be overlooked. So the oh, yeah. tax office is making sure that you know. All income isn't overlooked with your with your cashies for your tradies and things like that. They're still operating as sole traders. I, I don't disagree with that, but they're not yep. getting a surian wage usually, no. right? So that's when the benchmarking comes in. Oh, so yeah, all yeah. that you know, nearest neighbour, the benchmarking. Right. So if it's acceptable to shave ten percent off as cashies in a plumbing what? trade, not not casting dispersions on any particular no. trade. Um, yeah, that, that's how the benchmarking's meant to work out. Right, And, okay. and
0: the other thing as well, Steve, is there's in, um, increased compliance with reporting to the ATL for the building and construction industry as well. So, okay. so they try to cater for those sorts of things. So. Did, did, are they building a benchmark for these sorts of... Uh Share economy activities? We, we would presume that they might be operating or doing something like this in the background, but the information is readily available because you are using a facilitator. Oh, yeah. You know, and they, you know, like an Uber, for example, will take a cut of whatever drives you do. Yep. So that record's ava- available on hand. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm
2: sort of thinking as well, Andy, in the background, that um, the ATO in Senate Estimates had a real crack at this. these sort of companies that that operate, you know, by remote control into Australia, like the Ubers and the Googles and things like oh, that. Yeah. So maybe it's one of those things where if they come down on, uh, say, the Uber operator, and we are harping on Uber, but it's a good one, um, you know, if they, they come down on the Uber operator, then they'll get the data for what's happening for potential multinational tax avoidance in the future so it could have a ripple effect
1: okay okay so i'm
2: just sort of i'm sort of smelling and looking between the lines if you know what i mean at the moment thinking that could be where things could come from yeah yeah because that's really i mean that's the big swat swat god swat Squad S- uh, SWAT S- team, yes, yeah, SWAT is? team. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah sorry, militia. the militia. The militia. <laughs> that's better because, yeah, if you say, th- I shouldn't say that too many times. But that's sort of what they're really putting a lot of resourcing into. Mm. So I'm wondering if this is sort of the ripple effect okay. towards that. And also, the ATO has been trying to be very much on the foot front, front, front foot. Oh. <laughs> Cut <laughs> that Tuesday. mark. Um, um, the front foot with these sort of technologies. Because remember all the Bitcoin stuff that came through oh, a little yeah, wheel yeah. a while ago. Um, and so you know, with this disruptive technology, it sort of makes them feel like they're a bit cool. <laughs> so it can get a bit of airplay and everything like that. I saw a photo of uh, Graham White, one of the assistant commissioners, uh, in an article about this topic. And he was there with his shirt, with his tie just hanging around him trying to look, you know, didn't quite look like a zero wearing a T-shirt, people, but he was trying to look a bit more laid back than sure. what he usually is.
1: Well, it's all very interesting. It's all going to become a much better, a bigger part of the economy in the future because, I mean, look, everyone talks about it. Everyone uses it. Um, you know, AirTasker to move house and Airbnb to have a sleepover somewhere one day. It's, a, it's all happening. Everyone's very keen. We'll keep an eye on it. Um, thanks, listeners, once again. I'm Steve Burnham. Thank you, Andy Nguyen, and thank you, Lisa Greig. And, listeners, we'll see you next week.